The Swain Event Podcast is brought to you by the Tennessee Department of Transportation. There are over 100 million pieces of litter on our beautiful Tennessee roadways, and TDOT spends $19 million a year picking it up. Join the Nobody Trashes Tennessee movement at nobodytrashestennessee.com. Brought to you by the Tennessee Department of Transportation. Swain Event, SwainEvent.com, fueled by Dead End Barbecue, top 100 barbecue restaurant in America, 865-255-03 is our telephone number. Swain Event, our number one, is brought to you by Hiller Plumbing, Heating, Cooling, and Electrical, HappyHiller.com. Ben McKee, Jason Swain, live here from the Low T Center Studio. Ben, good morning, my good friend. Good morning. How are you? Good to go. Good to go. Tennessee tonight. On the road, Missouri. Missouri about to catch those hands from Tennessee. Bouncing back after the tough road loss to Arkansas. We got some news yesterday, Ben. We did? Some football news. Yeah, man. It was a dull couple of weeks. Tennessee football. And yesterday during the show... Pete Thamble, ESPN, reported that um, Tennessee receiver coach Cody Burns was leaving to take an NFL job with the New Orleans Saints, and I, I just didn't believe you at first. You did I should, not. I should, I should have believed you, man. I mean, what kind of friend doesn't believe another friend when they're trying to tell them some news? I apologize. A bad friend. I'm, I apologize. I should have believed you. I didn't believe you at first. should have. But don't lie. You read the news, and you had to check to make sure – it was the real Pete Thamble, not fake Pete Thamble. No. You just believed it? Yeah, because I, I saw that it was Pete Thamble, not fake Pete Thamble. Surprising. But here we are. Tennessee's looking for a wide receiver coach. And um, this is this is pretty normal uh, in the offseason, making some staff moves. It was just that Tennessee was like the only school that didn't have any staff movement. But... It's, it's natural to have at least one or two, in some cases, uh, more than that. The guys are trying to jock for positioning for their careers and put themselves in the best situation. Location could be a, a big determining factor. We saw David Johnson leave Tennessee and wanted to be closer to um, their family. Also, he was jumping off of a sinking ship and wanted to reunite with his coach, that he worked with at Memphis uh, as well. So it could be a number of factors why coaches leave. In this case, Cody Burns, maybe the recruiting is something he did not want to do, jumping to the NFL. Maybe he wanted more time jumping to the NFL. But whatever, he is um, in the league, and um, now Tennessee's looking for a receivers coach. Ben, you work at VolQuest.com. Mm-hmm. Who is it? You, you, you got all the goodies. You got all the the nuggets. Who, who's it going to be, man? Well, if it were up to the good people, it'll be Trooper Taylor. Everybody has set their sights on Trooper Taylor, and, man, I, I hope it happens. Because if not, there's going to be a lot of people disappointed. And I, I, I think Josh Eiple may unfairly catch some strays if he were to bring in somebody that people aren't as familiar with. Because they, they again, they have just completely set their sights on Trooper Taylor. And nothing wrong with that, but 
does Josh Heupel have any ties to Trooper Taylor? Mm. Yeah. Legitimate ties of of working with with him in the past. No, there's pe- there's there's coaches on his staff that have worked with Trooper and no Trooper. I, w- I would imagine Rodney Garner. Um, I don't know if Rodney was at Auburn at the same time. I think Rodney was at Georgia when Trooper was at Auburn. Gotcha. Um, but there's there's other coaches on the on the staff that um, that know Troop and Troop knows them and I think Josh Heifel has been um, he's been I think he's been made aware of what type of coach Trooper Taylor is if he did not know already so um, that's gonna you know, that's gonna come down to Josh Heifel obviously uh, he's a head coach I think when you look at what this um, receiver room needs. It is a teacher of the position. This is something that you know we had discussed for for a couple of weeks now. <laughs> yeah, this is this is when we had um, the, the guy in the text box that thought that I was like revealing secrets to recruit against us when I was saying that <laughs> Tennessee their 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 next step is to be an NFL factory. Because players, that's that's what they care about. I read an excerpt from uh, SI yesterday where players being recruited by Ole Miss and the the, the recruits' family, or it was his word, but they were like, we don't really care about being helpful in, in the trajectory of your program. We don't care about your school colors. We don't care about your buildings. All we care about is, are you helping us get to the league? Are you helping us get to where we want to be? They don't care about your history. I didn't care about the school's history when I first picked the school and came in. This was a business decision. And you learn and love as you go along, but people are making decisions based on what's best for them. And for Josh Heupel, for um, Glenn Ellerby, for Alex Golish, any position coach on the staff, you you have to ask answer that question. With how are you helping your players get to the league? If you're not doing it, other schools will kill you kill you over it in recruiting. When you win, and you put guys in the league, there's only one thing another school can say about you that's bad, and that is, well, you might not play over there. You might not play. What about playing time? We got more playing time. I mean, it's a recruiting, negative recruiting handbook. If they got this going on about them, use this. Playing time. They got playing time going on for them, but they're not winning. Talk to, talk to them about not winning. It's always negative recruiting going on. Always. And so if you're Tennessee, you want to minimize that as much as possible not give other schools a reason to negative recruit you. And the way you do that is to win, have a positive culture, have a great NIL, put dudes in the leagues. That's that's it. And we're working on those things. We're not there yet. We're working on those things. We're one step closer this year than we were last year. And uh, one step closer this month than we was last month. But you continue to, to work on those things. But, but going back to wide receivers, the reason why I like, Trooper is being talked about so much is during the program yesterday, Austin Price of Hawkwest.com called in 
and brought up Trooper and he feels like he's the best fit. I feel like he's the best fit as well. When I look at this wide receiver group and some of the young players on this on this squad, remember the young players were starting at, at one point early in the season and then they were kind of taken out of the game. Their reps were decreased and we never really saw from them again. They are the most important pieces right now on uh, in this wide receiver room because you can't just go replace three dudes in the transfer portal. Like you gotta have those core young receivers to take it up another notch. You have to. I don't care about Rue McCoy or whoever you know, that Tennessee possibly can get a wide receiver. You gotta have your nucleus taking steps forward. And you got production at wide receiver from your older players. But there was a significant gap between older players who mature. Bayless Jones knew what he wanted. He's been around the block three or four times. He's been coached by different receivers. Like, Bayless was going to ball out regardless of who the coach was going to be. Mm-hmm. Cedric Tillman balled out last year. You give credit to the system. You give credit to, 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 to Burns, whatever. But the fact is there was a significant gap with the development of young players and the old players. And one of those old players is gone. Two of those old players are gone. And one of those old players are back. is back. And now you better find somebody on the other, uh, on the other side and it's slot with some depth that can make some plays in big-time moments. And you need somebody that can push their game to the next level. And I saw it happen. With my own two eyes, I saw what Trooper Taylor did with Robert Meacham. Physically talented, but he had not reached his potential. Meacham had two or three touchdown drops the year before in 05 season. Had to get LASIK eye surgery. Great athlete, couldn't stop. Fast. Team used to have races. Wade and Demetrius Morley and Meacham and all them boys used to have races. You know, I used to watch. I didn't participate. I knew it wasn't going to win. But they used to have races. Meacham at two. 25 was always at the front. Dude's a freak, but he couldn't stop. He couldn't start. And Troop took us from uh, potential, talented, to one of the best groups in the country. And it started first day in the meeting rooms with expectations and telling telling each and one of us, This is what I'm going to expect of you. I know you want to get to the league. Some coaches nervous about talking about the NFL. Don't talk about the NFL because we want them focused on on, on what we're doing. On Tennessee. On the schoolwork. No, you use the NFL to motivate the players to be great in their studies. To be great on and off the court. You use the NFL. You talk about it. We didn't talk about the NFL for three years. Chris, uh, the coach I had before Trooper. But every day we talked about the league. He would ask us, hey, man, you, you think you think the NFL okay with you know, guys skipping class? You don't think that translates to the field? Like now it's a big NIL deal. Man, Trooper was talking about that in 2006. He's like, guys, your brand. Your brand is everything. How you handle yourself. 
you want Tennessee to be able to put you on the billboard. When you drive into campus and you see the billboard right there at the start of the strip, Cumberland Avenue, there's usually a billboard promoting tickets. We want to put you up there. What are you doing each and every day to put yourself in a position to be branded that way? He was already talking about that stuff. We talked NFL. What are you doing? What are you putting in your body? How many balls are you catching? What kind of leader are you? Who are you hanging around? The league is going to know everything that you do. That's what this group needs, man. And he will kick you in your butt. He will hold you accountable. And I saw Meacham go from on his way to not reaching his potential. I'm not going to say bus potential because that's I, you know, I ain't going to say that. But, like, I saw what Trooper did to Meach. And Meach trusts Troop. To this day, he still talk. Troop is like uncle to Meacham. Troop and Meacham was closer together than I was close to Troop. We had a different relationship. A great relationship, but it was different than Trooper and Meach's. But I saw what Troop did to Meach. And honestly, Meach owed Troop 3% of his contract. Because if it wasn't for Troop, Meach wouldn't have gotten drafted in the first round. <laughs> no way. But I saw it with my own two eyes. That was a long time ago. You want energy? You want a guy that can recruit his butt off? He can go to Camden, New Jersey. He can go to Austin, Texas. He can go to Compton. He can sit on the porch with Ice Cube and Boys in the Hood and recruit somebody. He can go to Atlanta. He can go to Miami, New York. It don't matter. It don't matter. And true, early in his career, he rubbed some other coaches the wrong way because you know, he's high energy. He, he's going he's gonna to take some attention. But Troop has mellowed out a lot since then. Like, one of the funniest things ever, I was talking to some of my former teammates, Ben, and, like, watching the 2010 National Championship between Auburn and Oregon. You know who led Auburn out on the field? Probably Trooper. It was Trooper. I was like, where's where's Aubie? Where's Gene Chizik? Trooper was leading Auburn out with the towel, man. National Championship game. It's hilarious. And some coaches, you know, they're envious. They don't like that. But Trooper is toning it down. He's toning it down. But I'm telling you what this group needs. You got experience. He's coached multiple first-rounders. Remember, he had Des Bryant when he went out to Oklahoma State. Uh, Robert Meacham when he was here at Tennessee. He's coached when he was at his time at Tulane when J.P. Lossman was a was a quarterback, big arm quarterback that was drafted, I think, in the second round by the Buffalo Bills. Had a couple of receivers from that Tulane group that went to the league. He also coached running back, so he has an understanding of of, of offense. When he's at New, New Mexico, he was a running backs coach in '98. Guess who we coached at New Mexico? The current head, the the current receiver coach at uh, Alabama. Current receiver coach of Alabama, who's putting everybody in the league. <laughs> but Trooper 
coached him in New Mexico and Holloman, uh, Holloman Wiggins. Will I be disappointed if they don't hire Troop? Absolutely. I'll be disappointed. Disappointed. Very disappointed. But, like, I don't know how much of a freakout reaction I'm going to have. I'm not going to sit like, I'm not going to sit here and be like, man, I don't know what he's doing if he doesn't hire, you know, my first choice or some people's first choice out there. That's the, that's the difference between me and you and maybe some of, the other folks out there, we've been through this a time or two, the coaching hires been a time or ten, mm-hmm. and we have had our number one, number two hit list, and then those guys were, were not hired. I didn't get mad and and question leadership and all that like some folks did when we hired Hypo. They didn't hire Hugh Freeze or Lane Kiffin. <laughs> I just said, okay, I'd rather have Trooper than if we don't get him. I'll give, this, I'll give this guy a chance, and we'll see what happens. But I got a pretty good pulse of, of what this group needs. Pretty good pulse. Pretty good pulse. There's not a better time and a more perfect fit at, at the stage of Trooper's career and where we are at Tennessee. There's not a more perfect time than Trooper Taylor to be receiver coach here. Even more perfect than when he was here between 04 and 07. It's even more perfect now than then. And he did a good job with him here the first time. He coached running backs, pushed Jared Riggs and Cedric Houston to a thousand yard seasons each. First time it's ever happened in Tennessee football history. Trooper Taylor was coaching them. And Trooper barely coached running backs during his time. Remember I told you in 98 he was a running backs coach at North uh, New Mexico. A lot of the times, those running backs were listening to Jay Graham. Jay Graham served as a, a quality control coach at that time. That's what Jay got started in his career. But you had Trooper, you had Jay Graham, and those two running backs, 1,000 yards apiece there in 2004. But it's the accountability, it's the trust factor, it's the, the transparency, it's the energy, it is, man, it, it is the intensity. It's the fundamentals and details. You're going to get that with Trooper Taylor, that wide receiver. That's why this group needs Troop. And if anybody's out there just like Troop and just has a different name, then that's cool. Hire them. But everything that Troop brings to the table, Tennessee needs a receiver coach that brings exactly that. I think it would be easy just to hire him. But if there's someone out there that's just like Trooper and he has a different name, you don't have to hire Trooper. Just hire that dude. But you – got to have the experience. You got to have the reputation. If we're going to go out here and expect two receivers to catch 70 balls a season, man, we got to be a factory. And we can't depend on every receiver coming in to be Cedric Tillman. Well, we, you know, look what we did Cedric Tillman. Yeah, but everybody ain't like Cedric Tillman. A lot of that stuff was, was Cedric Tillman. Cedric Tillman. You want some dudes that you can go out there recruit, like a Robert Meacham, and say, here, here's a few things we're going to teach you. Everything else, it's what God gave you. There's no reason why Tennessee should not be recruiting the 
absolute studs out of each year's wide receiver crop. Like Carnell Tate, we shouldn't be chasing Carnell Tate. Carnell Tate should be chasing Tennessee. Two guys, 70 balls, man. Uh, ben, two receivers, 70 passes. Big time numbers. <laughs> like, we should be, we should be locking our doors and only taking appointments and reservations from, from top receivers in the high school. That's the vision. And you can do that with Josh Heupel going out and getting the best quarterback each and every year. The number one thing a receiver wants is to play with a quarterback that can get him the ball. I remember when Peerless Price went to went from Buffalo to Atlanta, signed a huge deal. Huge deal. I think J.P. Lossman threw the ball to Peerless up there at Buffalo. But I remember when uh, Peerless signed with Atlanta, got the bag. Well, Michael Vick wasn't ready to be a quarterback. He wasn't ready. And Peerless was over here getting blamed. But outside the money and maybe the city, I'm sure Peerless was like, yo, I'm trying to catch balls. I've been, I've been catching balls from Peyton Manning and then in Buffalo. The number one thing a receiver wants to be around is a quarterback that can get him the ball. And Tennessee should be one of those places because of Josh Heupel. Yes. But the missing piece is the receiver coach. We got a chance to get it. Get it right. Get it right. One just left for the NFL. You heard what I said. I ain't stutter. Uh, but as your testimony speaks to, and as the message boards and the Twitter boards, everybody has their sights on Trooper Taylor. So... And there's nothing wrong with that. Trooper would be an awesome hire, a terrific hire. I, I just hope everybody is not setting themselves up for disappointment if Josh Heupel does not go that direction. Correct. And because there there will be a freak out because everybody has bought into the Trooper Taylor idea because that's what we know. We know Trooper Taylor. Josh Heupel don't know Trooper Taylor the way that the way that we do. So I, I, I worry about a, a possible freakout if he does not go the Trooper Taylor route. It's okay to be disappointed. I'm going to be disappointed if they don't hire Trooper. But you just mentioned the F word, and you said freakout. That's where the line is drawn right there. Mm-hmm. Like there's a line between disappointed and then freakout. I'm not going to freakout. I'll be disappointed, and that's okay to be disappointed. It's like it's fine. Life is filled with disappointments. You're going to be disappointed. It's what you do when you are disappointed that matters. Like, I'm not about to get on the message boards. I'm not going to get on Twitter. I'm not going to freak out, get on here and be like, oh, we messed it up even before the coach coaches a spring practice. Like, I'm not doing that. Mm -hmm. So there's a line I hope people stop at and go, all right, yeah, I'm disappointed, but all right, let's see what this dude going to do. Do that before you start freaking out. Right. Because haven't we learned a lesson about that stuff? Right. Oh, my gosh, Mike DeBoer, where would you get this dude from? Man, he's a pool uh, manager at Michigan. He ain't coached offense and do 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 since 1997 in Michigan. He had Tom Brady and do 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 Had all these takes. And then he went out here and was crushing folks offensively. Mm-hmm. Did a great job as offense coordinator. But no one stops 
being this is this is the day and age we live in right now. There's no accountability for being wrong. Nope. Because and I take the Auburn um Brian Harson situation for an example. Two, three weeks ago, everybody was on, man, Brian Harson with this chick, Brian Harson and this chick. Oh man, look at that, look at that. I know yeah, you you can say whatever you can say about it, but Man, you can't say he can't develop. Look at what she looked like at Boise State. Now, look at it, man. Like, everybody was on that. And then it was proven to be wrong. And, like, everybody just went on about their own business. Like, nobody was held accountable. Nobody said sorry. Like, it doesn't matter if the information is right or wrong. Folks just, like, congregate and and and, and have their pitchforks out and, and have their, you know, lights Latterns out there and like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Then when it's proved wrong, like no one stops to go, okay, guys, we were wrong. Like no one is really held accountable anymore. Like it's it's so weird to me. And so people don't care about spouting off things that they're not a hundred percent sure if it's true or not. Like, no. Be more confident about the accuracy of the report or the things that you're saying before saying it. And it bleeds over to politics. And like no one takes accountability for being wrong because everyone is so ADHD. Like we, we, we rush to judgment, ready to counsel somebody, ready to counsel something, find out that there's no reason to do it. And then we're like, Oh, all right, let's uh, on to the next outrage. And you're on this roller coaster. And then you wonder why it's eight o'clock PM and you've been on social media all day and you feel exhausted because you've taken yourself on this emotional roller coaster of jumping from this crisis to the next crisis to this outrage to the next outrage over nothing. And this is why, I, like, times I have to take a timeout from social media. But back to your point, Ben, I didn't mean to go old, old Inky Johnson on folks this morning, but <laughs> there's a difference between being disappointed, crossing that line, and being like outraged and, and, and freak out bold and oh my gosh, what are we gonna do? Uh, like, relax, chill out. Yes, and, and the reason I'm pumping the brakes is not because I dislike Trooper Taylor. I, again, I think he'd be a, a great hire, but it it rarely ever works out to where the team that we love hires the the person that we want most. I mean, the only times I can think of off the top of my head where it's worked out for Tennessee in that way where Tennessee actually hired the the person that Tennessee fans wanted was T Martin and Jim Chaney. I mean, those are the only two off the top of my head that I can think of where it's worked out where Tennessee has hired who Tennessee fans initially set off the bat where when Tennessee needed a receivers coach, Tennessee fans said, go get T Martin, bring T home. And they went and brought him home. Or when Tennessee needed an, OC and Jim Cheney was right there for the taking and said, go get Jim Cheney. And it worked out. Those, those are really the only two examples. It, it way more often than not, it, it's, it's never who we want to be hired. That is actually hired. So that that's why I'm somewhat pumping the brakes, not because I dislike Trooper Taylor, but just because it typically doesn't work out that way. And, and we'll, we'll see if it works out here. Uh, Swain, Swain has discussed that, that there is, uh, mutual friends, so to speak. If, if you look at on Facebook, you see the mutual friends. There, there's mutual friends in, in this instance with Trooper Taylor, so maybe it will work out, and that, that'll be terrific. Yeah. But I, I just 
I, I encourage everyone just not to 1,000% set their sights on, on Trooper Taylor because Josh Eiffel may not want to go get Trooper Taylor. He, he may know of somebody else who, who he feels can, can do just as good of a job and, and we'll go get that coach. We, we just don't know. Yeah, and what you need, and the reason why Austin brought Trooper Taylor, and that's the reason why I'm like on that Trooper Taylor train as well, because Austin knows what Tennessee needs. Mm-hmm. Because he covers this team, he covers recruiting, and he knows what – no one has a better pulse in recruiting than Austin Price. It's right. just it's just facts, okay? He mentioned Trooper because he knows the impact he will have in recruiting. And to fall in detail, I'm not just saying he's the best coach in the world because he coached me because I had a receiver coach for three years and Trooper only for one year. I didn't mention anything about the coach I had for three years. So it ain't just the fact that he coached me. I'm just giving you some insight in what I feel like this group needs, what our program needs, and what coach can 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 do that. I said that if there's another dude out there that's not named Trooper Taylor and he brings everything to the table that Trooper Taylor can bring, hire him. But I'm just telling you what we need. So it's not about the fact that he coached me for one year. I didn't mention anything about the other receiver coach, who I personally liked, but it just wasn't a fit at the time. And I think right now, when you talk about what Tennessee can do in the NIL world, when you talk about a receiver group that needs a shot in the arm from someone that has experience that you're going to run through a brick wall for, there's only a few dudes out here that I can think of. Now, I think Coach Azani would be awesome. But Coach Azani ain't coming back to college unless he's going to be a head coach. There's no reason for him to do that. But I think Zach Azani would be amazing as well. But it's not realistic. So I'm not going to even mention Zach Azani. You know, folks are throwing out T. Martin. Yo, that ain't that don't that don't need to happen. So it's about fits in at the at, at this time. At this time. Trooper Taylor or someone just like Trooper Taylor, it would be the perfect fit for what Tennessee receivers need. And this Jay Witten stuff, Jason Witten stuff, y'all fought, y'all fell for a fake account, I think. So it's the same fake Twitter account <laughs> that continues to get everybody and has continued to get everybody for years. <laughs> like, like one of my one of my teammates got tricked. I had to text him I was like, hey, that's a fake account. Oh, yeah, they got me. <laughs> yeah, they got me. They got me. They got me. But it ain't about me, man. If y'all listen to the show long enough, you, you know that it ain't about me. It's about what's what I think is best for 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 the squad. And again, someone like Trooper, there's someone out there just like him, cool. Hire hire them. But chances are they are they are somewhere best receiver coaches are somewhere right now making a lot of money and winning. So if you go out there and get someone, 
that's just like Troop that brings us that, that level of recruiting to the table, the level of execution from their position, accountability, energy, then go for it. That's all I care about. I just know of a guy that checks all those boxes. And unprovoked, Austin Price called in and said the same thing. <laughs> when he heard about the news before us. So it's the reason why he he mentioned him, because he knows that's what we need. And I agree with him. All right, we'll take our first break of the day. Swain event fueled by Dead End Barbecue. Woo-hoo-hoo! Tennessee basketball tonight. We got some baseball. Get some midweek baseball. Tennessee hitting some attendance records. Man, the pitching. The pitching looks good, Ben. I want to ask you, Ben. Right now, I'll let you uh, give us your answer before the break. Do you think the pitching this year will be better than last year's baseball team? Will the pitching this year be better than last year's team? Uh, chew on that, and then, uh, man, I want to get your answer when we come back from my first break. Explain an event fueled by Dead End Barbecue. If you want to be part of the show, call the Iris Networks hotline at 865-200-5503. Don't miss out. Go attend Federal Credit Union's President's Day Special. Take advantage of these incredible rates. We're offering auto, recreational, and refinancing loans as low as 1.90% APR. This amazing rate is only available from February 14th through the 25th. You don't want to miss this limited time offer because after the 25th, rates will go back up. Apply in branch or online at atfcu.com. Get this rate before it's gone and celebrate President's Day with incredible savings. Alcoa 10 Federal Credit Union is here to help bring your dreams within reach. So, if you're looking for financing for a new vehicle or looking to finance a home improvement project, ATFCU is here with a variety of affordable loan options that bring your dreams to life. Don't miss this opportunity. Sign up during our President's Day special and get a loan for as low as 1.90% APR. Take advantage of these incredible rates. Alcoa 10 Federal Credit Union is the clear choice. Your less red tape banking alternative. An equal housing lender annual percentage rate terms and conditions apply subject to credit approval. The rate you qualify for is to determined by your creditworthiness. When you start your own business, you know that branding can make or break a new venture. That's why Swain Event relies on 42nd Street. 42nd Street is a strategy agency focused on finding creative, open-minded, results-driven solutions to brand design. After over a decade of operations in East Tennessee, the brand architects at 42nd Street have the experience and creative know-how to ensure the success of your business branding, logo, web presence, and more. To see a real-life example of their amazing work, you can check out our website at SwainEvent.com. Don't trust the branding of your business to just anyone. Check out my friends at 42nd Street online at 42ST.com or give them a call at 865-382-7007. 42nd Street, brand, strategy, design. JC's Tree and Landscaping Service specializes in quality tree work done at an affordable price. Trimming and removing trees are their specialty. They also offer other services like land clearing, stump grinding, crane services, and all of your basic landscaping needs for both commercial and residential. JC's will give you a free estimate and beat any written quote by a competitor to guarantee that you get the lowest price around. Don't risk your land with a fly-by-night service. JC's Tree and Landscaping is licensed and insured. Give them a call at 
599-3799. Top 100 Barbecue Restaurant Dead End Barbecue is a no-brainer when you are craving the smoky flavor of quality Q. Dead End makes it easy to enjoy their fantastic menu with online ordering from Chow Now for pickup. Or if you don't feel like leaving the house, then have Dead End Barbecue delivered right to your door by Loco Knoxville or Bite Squad. Cheer on your favorite team with the best barbecue around. Check them out online at deadendbbq.com. Dead End Barbecue. The search is over. Good morning, Swain Event crew. The new year is here and it's the 2022 East Tennessee real estate season. As I always do, I'm going to shoot straight with you. If you have a home to sell, then you need to give me a call ASAP. Inventory is low and I will get you the most money possible and more than you think trying to sell it on your own. If you are a seller that also needs to buy a home, you need to call me ASAP. As there are ways I can help you manage that situation and stay in your home until we find what you want. If you are looking to buy, you need to call me ASAP. You absolutely need someone on your side to help navigate the current waters. And you need someone that's going to do their homework and find homes that aren't on the market yet. Bottom line, you need to call me today ASAP. Jennifer Morris, Keller Williams Realty, 865-257-7897. If you are buying, selling, or considering investing in real estate this year, or email me at jennifermorris865 at gmail.com. I hope to hear from you soon, and go Vols! With smartphones being such an integral part of our daily lives, it is truly an inconvenience when it doesn't work properly. It disrupts the normalcy of our day. When you go into the cell phone store to have it repaired, they just try to upsell you on a new phone. That's why the owner of iDrop, TKL, left those places and opened iDrop. His goal is a happy customer. TKL and the team will listen to what you have going on and work to solve the problem of your broken device in a way that best suits your needs. Instead of trying to upsell you on something that you just don't need. They don't just repair phones. They can service your laptop or PC as well as your Mac. Windows 7 support is over. But iDrop can help you transition to Windows 10. They have a five-star rating on Google with hundreds of positive reviews. Let me say that again. I don't think y'all understand how big this is. They have a five-star rating on Google. Their customer service really speaks for itself. So if you ever find yourself with a device that isn't performing as it should, give iDrop a call at 865-888-9740 or check them out on Facebook at iDrop of Knoxville. If man made it, they can fix it. For a replay of each day's Swain Event TV, subscribe to the Swain Event channel on YouTube. Putting our guy Ben McKee on the spot here in our number one, powered by Hiller Plumbing, Heating, Cooling, and Electrical. Ben McKee is your go-to for all things Tennessee baseball. It's not even close. 
Ben has played the game. He's been covering Tennessee baseball closely before they blew up. Ben has relationships with folks, with the right people, loves this game. One thing to cover a team, or cover a sport, and you kind of don't even like the sport. Ben, mm-mm, loves the sport. No one outworks Ben when it comes to baseball coverage. Coverage, period. So, Ben, pitching. I know it's early in the, early in the season. We're going to play one series, three and oh. Outscored Georgia Southern 33 to 3. Young pitchers, tra- a lot of new faces, man. Transfer in, some, new, some young pitchers. Is it too early for you to tell if the pitching this year for Tennessee baseball is better than last year's pitching? Uh, a, a little bit. I, I think the safest thing to say right now is that it has more potential. It has the potential to be better than last year's pitching. But there there's some big names that the staff has to replace with with Sean Hunley and what he was able to do out of the bullpen, who mm-hmm. who who fills his role. And I think there are certainly names that can do so. Camden Sewell, I I think is going to have a terrific season and be Tennessee's top man out of the bullpen this year. I, I think he's going to be this year's Sean Hunley. And and honestly, I think Camden has better natural stuff than Sean Hunley did. Uh, he has a, a a slider that is absolutely filthy. And I, again, I just think he's going to have a great year. And, and Seth Alverson, once he gets back around mid-April, I, I think he's going to be a key piece out of the bullpen. Ben Joyce, right now, I I, I think he's going to be one of the most exciting pitchers in the SEC coming out of the bullpen with his. 100 to 101 mile an hour fastball. He he's going to be real efficient. I think. Hold on, hold on. Let me tell you. Let me tell you what that is. That's straight gas. That's right. There yeah, you go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, straight gas out of the bullpen from Ben Joyce. So uh, he he'll be a key piece. And and then even I mean the guys coming back. Kirby Connell. I mean he he's even better. And. The staff has raved about how much better he has gotten and, and just how much they they trust him. Uh, same with Redmond Walsh. He, he's going to be exactly what he has been the last couple of years. And he's seven saves away from breaking Todd Helton's all-time save record at Tennessee. Uh, now, part of that is because he's been here so long, kind of like John Fulkerson, breaking the SEC career record for games played. But... Uh, the bullpen, I, I think, has the potential to be better if all those pieces come together. And there's even other names that I did not mention that should play key roles. Will Mabry, you saw him get some big outs this weekend. Uh, Jake Fitzgibbons, a youngster that Vitello really likes. Uh, so I, I think the bullpen certainly has the potential. And, and then the starting rotation, 1,000% has the potential. We talked about it last week. Burns, Tidwell, Dolander. All, all three of those guys starting, and, I mean, that those are three future first-round picks. And Chad Dallas being named to replace off of last year. Will Heflin did did really good things for Tennessee, and, and Tennessee has to replace him as well. But uh, the, these cats that are in the rotation this year, they, they just simply have better stuff. No, nothing against Dallas or Heflin. It's just these guys are uh, another level. And Dolander and, and Burns and, and Tidwell should have really big, big seasons. So – it's a little early to definitively say that 
they're going to be better because the, they are guys who have not proven themselves just yet. But I, I think that they will prove to be a, a better pitching staff, and uh, they, they certainly have the potential. I, I am willing to, to say that. And real quick before we move on to answer ball fans' question on the text box, uh, she asked me who is pitching tonight. That'll be Hollis Fanning, uh, a, a younger guy. He, he'll he'll get the, the starting nod on the bump and, and probably pitch three or so innings. Uh, they play Tennessee Tech tonight. They play UNC Asheville tomorrow, both games at 430. And Hollis Fanning is, is technically starting today, but I, I think you'll see several pitchers pitch an inning, two, three, four innings uh, over the next two days. It won't necessarily be one guy. Just kind of be getting a lot of arms in there who maybe didn't pitch over the weekend. Or, or even guys who did pitch over the weekend, getting them some more reps. One guy that I did not mention who I think will factor in this year is Drew Beam, who started on Sunday. And I think he'll just start in the meantime until Blake Tidwell comes back. But even when Blade comes back, I, I think he'll have a role out of the bullpen. He, he's too effective not to, and I wouldn't be surprised if he gets uh, some some innings today or tomorrow after only pitching three innings on, on Sunday. So I like where Tennessee's at from a pitching standpoint for sure. Yep, and, and Beam understands his role, man. I mean, he understands why he got the, the start on, on Sunday and, um, and talking to him on the locker room, like he's like more than com- comfortable being in that role and uh, understands that he's just a freshman and it's a process. Very, very mature. Very mature. Yep. Very mature. So, I uh, I know somebody that, that has known Mr. Beam for, for a very long time and worked with him and has only ever said good things about him. Comes from a good family. And, and as you just mentioned, very mature. Good good kid. Good kid. Good, really, good kid. He really is, man. really is. So, uh, I just have to ask you that question. It'll man. be a boring week this week. I, I'll tell you that. Now, Tennessee Tech, looking at them, I just pulled up their schedule a moment ago. They are 3-0 and and uh, beat a, a South Alabama team on Sunday, 11-7, to as part of the South Alabama Invitational. Ooh, I can only imagine that bus ride. So it was their Invitational? Yes. And they got beat? And yes. They, and they got swept? Uh, Well, they played three different teams on three different days. Tennessee Tech did. So I guess several teams made gotcha. their way to Mobile. Uh, they beat Oral Roberts on Friday, 5-2. to two. They beat Radford on Saturday, 10-5. to five, And then they beat South Alabama, 11-7 to seven Sunday. Um, but I can only imagine that bus ride from Cookville to Mobile. Like I, I, I made the drive. They from, took a bus? From, oh, yeah. Can't, you can't take no bus, man. Tennessee, I can assure you Tennessee Tech took a bus from Cookville. I would be stunned if they didn't. Don't have any Skyline, skyline miles or anything? Well, probably not. Probably not. Jeez. And, look, I'm, I made the, the the regular drive in a car a couple of weeks ago for a wedding from, from Huntsville to, to Mobile, and that was not fun, especially once you get to Montgomery. Because three hours from Montgomery to, to, to southwest Alabama – Dolphin Island and Mobile and, and Fairhope and, and, and that area, it is a miserable drive. That's because you're a good friend. That's why you did that. That, that. that is true, but that was just me in a regular car. Imagine going from Cookville instead of Huntsville, and you're in a bus. And they probably did it after Sunday's game. Just like Georgia Southern, 
They got beat down 14 to nothing on Sunday, and the game finished about 4 o'clock. They, they go over to Thompson Bowling. They hit the showers in Thompson Bowling real quick, and then they're on a six-hour bus ride back to Statesboro, Georgia. And not only is it a six-hour bus ride after you just got your tails kicked, you got swept on the weekend, but also you're, you're driving through Chattanooga and Atlanta on a Sunday afternoon on a bus. Welcome to college baseball. Welcome to college baseball. But uh, it's going to be a pretty boring week for the Vols, if if I do say so myself. Tennessee Tech actually surprising that they're 3-0. And South Alabama is a team that has made the tournament in in recent years. So that's actually an impressive win. Uh, So so maybe Tennessee Tech puts up a a little bit more of a challenge uh, this afternoon at 4.30 than I expected. And then UNC Asheville, who Tennessee plays tomorrow afternoon. Let's see what they did over the weekend. They went 0-3. They got swept by Virginia Tech over the weekend. And then this weekend, Iona is the real the real sleeper. I mean, Iona did absolutely nothing over the weekend. They were absolutely embarrassed by Old Dominion. They lost 2-4 to four on, on Friday and then swing. Old Dominion beat Iona 24 to nothing. Goodness gracious. On Saturday. And then 19 to 1 on Sunday. 24 to nothing on Saturday. 19 to 1 on Sunday. You're trying to cancel the baseball program, Iona. Yeah, I think so. So between UNC Asheville tomorrow and the Iona series this weekend, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, going to be a pretty boring, boring week of baseball. For uh, for Tennessee, uh, but it'd be good to get some guys some reps and some some guys who have new roles and are finally playing for the first time in their career. Good good to get them some reps and and the excitement will will ramp back up next week because next weekend, next Friday, the Vols will be in Houston at Minute Maid Park taking on number one Texas and then they'll play Baylor on on Saturday and Oklahoma on on Sunday. So. It'll ramp up pretty quick. And then even before next weekend, ETSU comes to town next Tuesday before the weekend. And those Tennessee ETSU series, there's always some fireworks there. As, as Tony Vitello says, you know, there, there, there are a bunch of guys in those ETSU jerseys that just wish they were wearing our jersey. Mm. Mm. Let's go, Tony Vitello. Let me see, you, let me see your best Juwan Howard impersonation. Let's say that for Arkansas. You don't play Arkansas? Regular season, but dang. Speaking of which, Jawan Howard suspended the rest of the regular season. I thought very fair. We talked about that yesterday. Yeah, yeah. Only only a couple games left. It was kind of like doing a uh, self-imposement like um, what Auburn did last year. Mm-hmm. LSU did it. Season's over. You guys are not going to go to the tournament. Might will just suspend him now. Get it over with. He's lucky and fortunate, I think, to keep his job. I don't know how hard it is to – Know the difference between a slap and a punch? <laughs> like I saw some some article that said swipe. Nah, man, uh, he punched. He, he, I mean, he opened his hand. It was, it was, well, it's it funny. Was, he kind of it was an open hand slap. He started like with a punch, and then as his hand got closer, like it, <laughs> it, was, yeah. it started to his hand started to open up and become a slap because yeah. he realized, oh wait, I should not be doing. Doing this, it was yeah. Halfway it, through, he realized he should not be doing what he was. It doing. landed as a slap. Yes, started yeah. as a punch, landed was, as a slap. Yeah, it was a slap, which was 
was pretty funny. And, and like, he brought it all on himself. I, I know he was mad at the timeout that the Wisconsin coach called, but he called a timeout because he had all his walk-ons in, and, and you were and you were pressing. You were, you're doing full-court press. And and the Wisconsin coach, like, I, I get it. You, you still don't have to call timeout to adjust to, to the full-court pressure. But I, I feel like coaches have the mindset of, Okay, if the other team is going to keep playing despite being down 20, 30 points, then we're going to keep playing. So he, they were down he, 14. he didn't need to call the timeout to, to fix the press with that little much time in, left in the game. But, like, Juwan Howard, you still sparked it by pressing with, with so few time left. Well, the, the surprising thing is that the Wisconsin coach did not get at least a one-game suspension. I was surprised by that. I mean – Jawan went to ten because you put it. You put your hands on him first. So Jawan got five games. Surprised that the coach Wisconsin did not get at least one. But Jawan should be lucky, feel lucky that he is keeping his job. Yes, because we live in a day and age where we can't even poop without getting canceled, without getting fired. Like I saw where Jimmy Dice was like, uh. The handshake line is not the problem here. Correct. It's not the problem. So just because that happened in the handshake line doesn't mean we need to get rid of the handshake line now. <laughs> I'm sure like, there are people like Dan Wolken oh, yeah. trying to get rid of the handshake line, which is the, the softest thing I've ever heard. No, you just you just act pu- better in the handshake line. Yeah, you just punish the folks that did not uh, act you know, appropriately, then you move forward. But the the handshake line is not the problem here. It's not the problem. I'm glad we don't have to do that in football. Handshake line. Like in high school? Yeah, man. Lining up at the 50. Mm-mm. I don't want to shake your hand. I'm mad. Wayne was first one back in the locker room. I don't want to talk to anybody. Leave me alone. Talk to the guys I know. That's it. I ain't trying to shake nobody's hand after the game. Hour two coming up.